Hello, and welcome to Disney Rewind, a Disney nostalgia podcast served with a glass of wine. We are your hosts, Adina Miller. And Rachel Seedman. And in each episode, we break down a piece of Disney media and pair it perfectly with a glass of wine. Cheers. Hello, Rachel. Hey, Adina. What's up? Well, I'll tell you what's up. This week, we watched Gotta Kick It Up. Woo-woo. Woo. Uh, So, this came out on July 26th. 2002, a glorious year. Uh, So here's a quick description of the movie. I found several, but I liked the one that was on Disney Plus the best. That was was actually a good one. (laughs) Yes. uh, The IMDb one sucked. So this is what's on Disney Plus. I made sure to write it down before I started the movie. When their coach retires, the girls of Marshall Middle School's dance team are crushed. They might not be able to participate in their favorite activity anymore. But when new biology teacher Miss Bartlett agrees to be their coach, the dancing divas must give it their all in the latest competition and see if they can sway, step, and strut all the way to the championship. You know, I only have three words for Gotta Kick It Up, and that is, si se puede. Si se puede. Which I have some words about that, but you know what? That's neither here nor there because I got to choose the wine that we are drinking and I am very excited about this I'm wine. I'm excited as well. So what we are drinking, and I, I think I know how to pronounce this, but it's spelled in a bizarre way. Is, Good luck. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm just going to say that it's a Guggenheim sparkling Malbec, which one, I, I did not know that a Malbec could be sparkling. Nor did I, and nor did the woman at BevMo. No, no, not at all. However, the description on the back of this bottle really just like warms my heart. So it says, I love Malbec and I love bubbles. Hashtag same. So we decided to produce an extra brut rosé from Malbec. Very easy to drink with strong color, red fruit flavors, and small bubbles. High altitude grapes, snow water from the Andes Mountains, and more than 300 days of sun a year give this lovely, lovely sparkling. Hmm. So let's pour ourselves a glass. I haven't poured myself anything yet. Oh, I already poured myself a very large glass. I didn't. Okay, hold on. So why did I choose a Guggenheim sparkling Malbec? I'm so glad you asked. So the first thing that went through my head, as soon as you said that you wanted to do Gotta Kick It Up, is I wanted to do a Latin American or South American wine. Obviously. Instantly, there is no, there is no, no other region that I wanted to choose. Uh, I then was very hopeful because America Ferreira's family is Honduran. So I was like, ooh, maybe there's a wine region in Honduras and it's flourishing and it's growing. Spoiler alert. There's not. not. I I could have, I could have told you that. There's definitely, (laughs) there's not. So I went with the next best thing, which is Argentina, which is very well known for its wines. Yes, Um, it is. So hold on. I'm going to take my sip. I haven't even drank. I haven't sipped it either. No, I, I was waiting for you. So let's just say cheers. Cheers. And let's drink. Very fizzy. Very fizzy. That is like it got stuck under a soda stream and they pulled it back out. You know, I did pour this about half an hour ago because I don't, for several reasons. One, I don't like super, super fizzy. Two, um, I thought we were going to start recording earlier. My bad. That's on me. (laughs) No, it's not on you. I should have waited to open the bottle. Also, I 
was not super confident in my skills of opening a sparkling wine and thought I would spill it everywhere. So I figured I should get that out of the way before we started recording. Uh, but it's still very fizzy having opened this 30 minutes ago and poured myself a glass 30 minutes ago. Having opened this about 10 minutes ago, and by the way, for all of you listening, we're going to insert, maybe if it sounds good, a sound clip of me opening this bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. Um We'll see how that sounds, but hopefully you guys will hear the very loud pop and me getting very excited that I was able to open it and not spill a drop. Very proud of myself. Huzzah! Once I came across this like sparkling Malbec, it actually lines up with the movie because the message of the movie, which we'll talk about, the principal says, they're not that good. Nobody really has faith in this dance team. And that is honestly how I felt about this bottle of wine. I don't know if it was going to be good. I want to give it a try. I'm going to give it like the best chance that I possibly can, but I was not having high expectations and it's, it's not, it's not bad. It's definitely a bold, it's a bold drink, but it's not bad. Yes. It's not bad. And I think we're probably going to have similar situations moving forward in subsequent episodes of us picking a wine and being like, and let's give it a shot. And I kind of feel like that's how a lot of decoms are is like, whoever was putting them on was just like, Meh, let's give it a shot. Because particularly the ones in the 90s and early 2000s had very small budgets. Very small. I don't think the bigger budgets came around until probably we were in high school. Yeah, I would say about 2005 is when they started hitting bigger budget movies. Probably like high school musical and yeah. beyond. Yeah. But you're right. You're Uh, right. This is a lot of a lot of these wines. We don't know anything about what what they're going to taste like. We're kind of going to try and find based on descriptions, based on locations, based on so many things, the right wine, which in in this case, I actually think one, the the um, their dance uniforms are red. This is definitely a very deep red for it. It's a deep red rosé for sure. And I would say that it has a bit of like a fun kick to it, mm-hmm. which adds, I, I think that this is the perfect wine to drink while talking about this movie. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I was really happy with this choice. Thank you. Okay. So um, just a little background about Gotta Kick It Up. As some of you may know, this movie was inspired by a true life story of Megan Cole, who was an employee of the Walt Disney Company and pitched this movie to the Disney Channel. And she was involved with the nonprofit Teach for America, which places instructors in under-resourced schools across the country. She had a master's degree in education from Harvard and then landed at Nimitz Middle School in Huntington Park, where she started the campus's first competitive dance program. A fun fact about Megan, she initially just wanted to name the film Kick It Up, but apparently that was already taken, so they added the word gotta. Hold on. I I just want to pause you right there. One, Megan, thank you. Like, people who do Teach for America. um, God bless. Yeah, I I do appreciate what you're doing. However, this is something not covered in the book, and I made made a note about this, but Megan's story actually does address this. Uh, She has a master's in education from Harvard. According to the article that I read on the LA Times, which was posted the day the movie came out. 
Wow. I mean, I, just a couple words for you, Megan, like get it girl. Like that was, that's, that was really cool because I had some notes that I did not think Miss Bartlett was necessarily qualified. I'll talk about it more, but oh, sure that Megan was, that's great. Same. Um, but yes, Megan was qualified. Um, she was working at a different department of Disney and just decided to pitch this idea and clearly ran with it. Um, also, I found this really interesting that this is only one of a few based on a true story movies that the Disney Channel has ever created. And I, I don't know why I find that surprising. Like, I feel that at the Walt Disney Company, I know several people that work there who all have very different backgrounds. There's got to be some other like made for TV movie style things that are not like just outrageous. Obviously, like Descendants and the Zombies movie, not based on a true story. No. But like if you go back to early 90s, early 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, like there were some real stories there, like The Color of Friendship and, you know. Double teamed. Double teamed. I don't know. I found it interesting that this is one of only a couple that are based on a true story. Yeah, I also thought that was interesting. However, I am really, I'm genuinely impressed with early 2000s Disney that they made this movie. So as someone who has Hispanic heritage, I do not outwardly look all that Hispanic. I definitely look more Jewish than Hispanic. However, it it's really impressive that in 2002, Disney was able to not only make something based on a true story that was pretty impressive and at the very end it does tell us about how how they did in their final competition but that they also took a story about people of color that they took the 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 latina the latina girls and made this story about them uh i i'm very impressed with disney that they that they did do that as am i yeah it's an almost all latin cast other than miss bartlett and miss kim Mm -hmm. I think every other character is of Latin descent, which is, I mean, honestly, if they were to do that now, it would still be quote unquote groundbreaking, which is sad. It's a sad commentary on films today that an all Latin cast would be like, oh my God, it would be breaking boundaries. But props to Disney. I think that this is, it's a beautiful story and I'm glad that they decided to tell it. Yeah, absolutely. So I I only have my facts, so I don't have tons of facts about this movie. I have Uh, one more fact. Oh, then you want to go first? uh, Well, I'm just gonna say that uh, Susan Egan, who bless her, I love her. Uh, For those of you who don't know, maybe didn't put a face to a name, she's done three very important roles outside of this movie that I just am very proud of her and love her and everything. Uh, So those three roles, she was Meg in Hercules. She was Belle in the Broadway performance of Beauty and the Beast. And as a huge Studio Ghibli fan, she was Lynn in Spirited Away. And all three of those roles just like make my heart so happy. Yes. I'm glad that you brought that up. Susan Egan Honestly, it was a little challenging for me to place her voice, not not to place her voice, but to like 
differentiate her voice from the character. Yeah. Um, but a fun fact about her in today's time, she is currently part of this group called the Broadway Princess Party, where she and other leading ladies from Disney musicals and the Broadway world sing a bunch of Disney songs. Um, I actually saw them in June of 2018 here in LA, and it was like the most magical show. Um, And I would play some audio, but I feel like there might be some copyright issues. So perhaps I'll share it on social media at some point. Um, But on another side note from that, obviously we're the queens of side notes. um, I did meet (laughs) one of the other princesses that night, uh, the lovely Tony Award winning Laura Osnes. (gasps) Um, yes, you did not. I didn't know this. (laughs) Yes. Um, so for those of you that don't know her, she was, uh, she was Cinderella in the Rodgers and Hammerstein musical on Broadway. Um, get out of here. I did not know that you met her. Yeah. She is like the perfect human, honestly. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, my, my last fact of the movie, um, is the, the school is that this was filmed at is Verdugo Hills High School, which is located in Tahunga, California. Uh, it's about a 30 minute drive northeast of where I am in L.A. Um, and this high school is actually quite a big filming spot for yeah. a variety of movies and TV shows. They do have a Wikipedia page with a list of all of the movies, TV shows, other things that were shot there. Um, but just a couple to call out the cult classic movie Heathers. So good. One of my favorites. Uh, CSI, Hmm. The Mindy Project, Mm -hmm. and apparently The Bachelor. I would like to know what episode of The Bachelor was shot there. Um, And also a My Chemical Romance music video. Wow. So let's get into the Yeah, let's get into the movie. Um, So we are thrust right into the middle of a bustling middle school as the credits roll. so just to su- to backtrack to Susan Egan, completely forgot she was in this movie. I remember a lot less of this movie than I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, have, I have some notes about that as I'm going mm-hmm. through that I, as soon as you said this movie, all that I could really remember about this was, to me, I thought it was, no offense, Latina, bring it on. It is so much more than Latina Bring It On. It is nowhere near that. So I'm actually really happy that I barely remembered anything about this movie because it made it, one, incredibly enjoyable to watch. But two, it was, yeah, I was just so happy that I, my thoughts were actually very wrong. My impressions were very wrong about this movie. I mean, it's similar backgrounds, and sim- but completely different storylines. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Um. So back to Susan Egan, hate her red hair, hate it. It does not suit her coloring no. at all. Like she, it's very big. Yeah, it's it's a style. <laughs> anyway, yep. So we're not even two minutes into this movie, and there's already a bell reference. Not sure if you caught that. If you didn't, please go back and watch it. Uh, Susan Egan bumps directly into a middle schooler who then says, I'm sorry, I just get so caught up in my book. I forget to watch where I'm going. It's Alyssa. (laughs) I did not hear her say that. And that is beautiful. I'm so happy that that happens. Yes. And I know that I definitely did not catch this as a kid, but I had to pause it because I was cackling and I rewound it. I was like, really? 
like that, okay hitting this bell thing hard i'm here for it um all right so we're before class and we witness a full like little dance off now rachel i went to private school mm-hmm. so i'm gonna defer to you on this did dance battles happen in your middle school uh no no okay. no they did not that is uh th- though maybe i i spent a lot of time you guys will learn a lot about me with, uh, I love, I was in band. I was a band girl through and through. So I spent a lot of time in the band room. My friends were in band. Everything was in band. So um, there, there's a very good chance that maybe there were just like dance breaks happening and I was oblivious. Maybe, but also I feel like not. No, no, probably not. However, though, um, not against it not against seeing them dance there are multiple points where i'm i wrote down uh adina can we learn these dances <laughs> so um, yes can we learn some of these dances like this is tiktok dances before tiktok dances i think we could bring them back like yeah. turn them back into tiktok dances and I then think so. start the trend yeah i i would be down to try that it would yeah. be would be an adventure credit where credit is due they were great oh yeah um, so we're five minutes into this movie when Miss Bartlett enters the classroom. And I think that this is where I determined that I remember exactly 0% of this movie. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, again, speaking as the private school kid here, um, was it normal for kids to be just complete assholes to the teachers in middle school? Like, look, I know middle schoolers are the worst. So here's the thing. Um, and so... I actually got confused on multiple occasions thinking that they're in high school because they're in ninth grade. What middle school is ninth grade? My middle school was seven, eight, which is kind of rare. Normally middle school is six, seven, eight. So what middle school is it? Seven, eight, nine. So I think that this is an older concept. So my middle school was also seven, eight. Apparently it is now expanding to be six, seven, eight next year, which is Hmm. interesting. Um, but when my mom was in middle school in LA, it was seven, eight, nine. Oh, interesting. And I should school, ask my dad. Yeah. High school was, uh, 10, 11, 12. Ooh, that's really interesting. So, okay. So I got confused because here's, here's the thing. When you are the quote unquote top dog in your school. So when you're the oldest in your school, you definitely are a little bit more rambunctious. So to me, knowing that they're in a school that like ninth grade is definitely the cutoff. They're not like 10th graders aren't there. They're the oldest. So I'm not surprised that they're super rambunctious. However, it crosses the line when they're being rude. Like when they just kind of start like drumming and dancing just before she came in, I'm not surprised at all. Like that. No, not at all. Yes, absolutely. But when the teacher walks in, no, I, I write, I don't know how many times that I am surprised and I have some feelings and I have some guesses as to why they did it this way. There's just a lot of disrespect through a lot of different people. I, I, I have some guesses as to why they made this creative decision. However, I have never seen on the first day, on the first day, that type of disrespect. Like maybe later on, if that teacher is kind of, dare I say, a pushover or whatever, like maybe, maybe you'll see that. But on the first day, no, that was too much. I mean, they do have that background that this is probably a lower income area. 
Well, and they've so, seen teachers come and go. That's honestly right. what to me it is, is they're like, this teacher's not even going to stick around. They don't care. They're not going to be here. Who like, why, why should I be nice to this person who's not here for me? They're only here for themselves so they can move somewhere else. So that's, that is my thinking as to why they did that is this is not the first time. However, because we don't have any other context to this, it just seems like this is the first time they're kind of being little, little dicks to her. Like she's not, she's, I mean, again, she's unqualified in my professional opinion, but I think in most people's professional opinion, (laughs) I, she does not have a teaching degree. No, she doesn't. And like, that's why she worked, she worked for quote a com company, which (laughs) how dated is that reference? That reference. And they use it throughout the through movie they say it a couple times and she just talks about like oh yeah the dot com burst and my company went under and things like that and I found it hilarious um but yeah very very dated I mean very 2002 what are you gonna another dated reference when Daisy receives a month of detention she says to Mr. Zavala gosh that's whack (laughs) I was drinking my wine I just almost spit it back out because yes that is such a dated saying I have nothing else to add except I needed to write that down so that I could get you to laugh (laughs) and it worked I almost spit wine everywhere so thank you for that um great okay hold on going through my notes um also though also though in the classroom so like Daisy's dancing. We have all of this going on. The principal comes in and he just talks to her, talks to Miss Bartlett right on the spot. There is not a principal in the world that would do this in front of the students. At least they would be like, can I talk to you for a moment? And immediately, like they could have the conversation at that time. But again, there's just, there's a lot of odd disrespect throughout this movie that kind of just like, I, I don't want to say too much to it, but it's just, it just kind of felt uncomfortable because everybody, this movie could have been a lot different had there been a little bit more respect across every, every single person in this movie. I agree a hundred percent. It was very out of place and it was clearly, it, it was clear that whoever wrote some of these scenes is so distanced from yeah. that school life that it's just... Yeah, it just, yeah, you're right. It just felt out of place. It, yeah, it felt completely, it felt out of touch with, mm-hmm. I, and I'm sure that they, those kids were jaded. I'm sure that principal was jaded. I'm sure every single person was jaded, but it just felt really out of touch in that, that scene. Like I felt cringing, like none of the, like it took me out of the movie during that scene. Yes, I agree a hundred percent. Uh, so now we move, it's move on. Uh, it's the end of the day and uh, Chewy, Daisy's boyfriend, picks her up. How old is he? That I was my some, next question. I get major creeper vibes. Why so, would he have a middle school girlfriend? I so, know he dropped out of school, but we don't know what grade he has dropped out of. So here, I'm going to give him, well, we kind of do because he does say he's going to go back at the very, very end. Oops, sorry, spoiler alert. But um, for a movie that came out in 2002, I'm sorry. 18 um, years ago, it's yeah. fine. Um, so I I think that Chewie is probably, he. I think he just got his license. I don't think he's much older than 16. And while she is his middle school girlfriend, if you think about it in terms of, 
she's in ninth grade. He's probably the equivalent of being a junior at my high school. At least that was super, not unheard of. There were plenty of 11th graders dating 10th graders. I might've been a senior dating somebody younger than me at one point. I wasn't going to bring it up. Don't worry. I'm on top of it here. I'll bring up my own uh, awkward past, but, but I think if you think about it in that term, it's not as weird as long as Chewie's about 16. If he's 16, I'm fine with it. If he's, sure. if he's like 18, I got a little, I got some problems. Even if he's 17, I got some problems because that's that's just kind of weird. He's probably around 16. That would be my guess. But yeah. I don't know. It was a little, like he's dropped out of school, yet he still comes and picks her up every day. Like that's just weird. Yeah, yeah I would say- I mean, one, kind of sweet, but also like, I get it, but it sounded like he was dropped out for a while. I don't know. There's a lot of questions I have about Chewie, and I do have some notes for later in the movie. As do I. <laughs> but I'm just going to say for my own sake. He's 16. He is 16 okay. years old. Let's let's okay. go with that. We're let's gonna go, go with that. that. We're going to suspend reality. Whatever. All yeah. right. So we have then the file Esmeralda finds uh, Miss Bartlett's file, sees that she goes, she went to Juilliard. Then it's like, oh, please get Miss Bartlett to be our dance coach. And then uh, Zavala walks up to her and says, what a, like a terrible sentence. Again, I wrote this down. We have a statewide reputation for being a perennial disaster. He says this about, the dance team not just the dance team the ninth grade dance team so are we saying that none of the other middle schoolers from grades before have been allowed to be on this team so they could just have had one great year none of these girls are going to be on the team next year because they're all going to high school exactly i yeah i was very i don't know it this whole like turn of events getting her to become the coach was so weird how he presented all of this but also and again not wanting to make any assumptions about the high school people who go there anything couldn't a parent help like I'm sure that there's a like a parent that would like I don't know Esme was so wanting to be a dancer like it's obvious she wants to be a dancer this is what she wants and her mom works her dad works I'm not trying to say like oh and can you also do an extracurricular activity with your child please but I just feel like there could have been a parent if they had like talked I don't know a lot of this right. is a, a lack of communication this movie has a lack of communication between almost every single character at some point oh and yeah. it could have again getting her like once she's the coach I'm I'm more invested into the movie but getting into that beginning part I was struggling I was just like what what is happening it just it happens way too quickly she caves too quickly to this whole coaching the dance team she hasn't even proven herself as a teacher why is she taking on all this extra work exactly that's the thing is I cannot fathom a teacher who is obviously the principal kind of start thought she started on a bad foot so he's not really like liking her as a teacher he really wants her to take some more time to like be the dance I don't know it just it felt weird a lot of this feels weird yeah 
And again, um, it feels better once we move through the movie. I get like I get way more invested, and I'm like, yes, these things could happen. But like getting up to this point, not so much. Um, so I then have a question here about Yolanda. Let's hear. Now, it. first of all, America Ferrera is amazing and she's such a baby in this movie she is a baby this is her second ever movie dang crazy she ever did and like look at her now yeah um but i'm just confused by her place at the school at this point in the movie i think we're what 10 15 minutes in she she's kind of a floater like she's that goody two-shoes wanting to join the dance team with esmeralda but also a badass dancing with daisy in class like yeah what's your role here well you know what I think she is kind of a bit of a floater I think a lot of these people we did not have like a mean girls map drawn out of like here's who all these different groups are so I couldn't you're I couldn't tell who liked who like Esme didn't really seem to like Daisy but then she lets her on the team like Daisy could have or Esme could have absolutely been like no you can't be on my team but so but also just, it doesn't seem like anybody was on the team before because it's again just the ninth grade dance team so yeah there are a lot of questions of continuity and again it's a disney movie it's a decom i get it it's but, fine but, but i'm still gonna point out these flaws because that's what we're doing on this podcast yeah yeah that's true but we're also gonna talk about things we like Oh like, yeah, hell yeah. Especially we're about to get to probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. And that is they post for the auditions. The girls get there. Now my favorite scene is not their dances. No, 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 no. My favorite scene is Miss Bartlett going through all of the rules and girls dropping like flies. I oh, love yes. rules. I was so like this one girl was like, I don't want to wash my sneaks and gets up and leave. She says, you can't have a failing grade. These two girls are like, oh, that's it for us. We can't be here. I'm out. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're very confident in your lack of failing grade pretty early on in the school year, but whatever. So right. I, I just- day what? Day two, day three, and she uh, has a failing grade? And I was, there are so many parts during, I mean, I love the auditions, but it was as someone who loves rules and has been that person to like dole out rules and people be like, screw this. I don't want to participate. I'm like, okay, mental note. You don't like my rules. Um, I just absolutely loved that scene as they are dropping like flies hearing the rules. I think it's really an underrated scene. I would good. say like it, it's quite good and made me laugh. I, I, I was dying. I, I wrote down half of the reasons everybody left. And I was just like, I would love to be Miss Bartlett in this, in this moment and just like read these rules and these girls be like, no, like really your, your reasoning for not wanting to do this is you don't want to wash your sneaks. Come on. Yikes. That's a big yikes moment. But also she got very serious about it very quickly for someone that didn't want to be coaching this dance team. And then she has these rules right off the bat. No. Also, oh my God, I skipped over another scene that I had a question about. Um, So Chewy tells Daisy that she can get out of detention by participating in some form of an extracurricular activity. Here's my question. So at the school that I went to, 
you could get out of PE if you participated in some form of an extracurricular athletic thing, such as dance, gymnastics, you could do that. Yes, mine too. I have never seen extracurriculars as a way to get out of detention. My only guess is just because of how they need, not how they need to, but how they feel that they need to run this school in the sense of, we want you to care. We want you to get invested. So I will reward you and get you out of detention if- If you commit to this thing. Yeah. Well, Zavala also says that there are problems with these kids going into gangs, particularly those that like will drop out if they don't have something to focus on. And again- Spoiler alert, we see that Daisy joining the dance team leads to her going to a performing arts high school or yeah. supposedly if if she gets in, we don't know. Nope. Um, but it's showing that having that vested interest in something other than just wanting to hang out after school with your friends is helpful. So if that's their reasoning for why they do it, great. I also wonder how many kids took advantage of this because- yeah. Chewy said that he did it, but he didn't say like, oh, this is like a well-known thing. It's just like, hey, just tell him you're going to do this. And like, maybe it's kind of a like hush, 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 hush secret. Yeah. But I don't know. So now we are taken to the dance montage after the dance team is kicked out of the gym. They're taken to a shop class. This school has a shop. I mean, actually, I'm not surprised by that. It depends where that school is in proximity. Maybe they're actually not on campus, but it's like a right next door thing that the kids can go do. Like they have a partnership. I don't know. Mm. I'm really trying to paint a story here, but I'm not, I'm not, it it didn't surprise me actually. Okay. It surprised me, but again, I'm going to go back to, I went to a private school. (laughs) Yeah. You you went to a private school. I don't know how many more times I'm going to say that. Um, so we're seeing a variety of ridiculous dancing. Um, but I will say baby America Ferrer's dancing is probably one of the cutest things I've ever seen. I said, I wrote down as a question to you, can we learn that specific dance? Would love to. That was the bet. Like she was so adorable doing that dance in her little overalls. I loved it. So cute. When on the flip side, Esmeralda's tryout, this is what I wrote down, looks like a ladybug struggling on the floor. (laughs) You could say a turtle on its back, but I actually like your description more because ladybugs have their graceful moments. They totally There were some graceful moments, but mostly it was just rolling around and supposedly she's been dancing since she was two. Here's the thing. So we're going to let you in on a little secret about Rachel. Rachel- always wanted to be a dancer secretly uh it didn't happen that's fine but what did rachel do instead she would put stuff on tv in her room and try and learn the dances uh did i do this with chicago absolutely i 100 self-taught myself poorly all of the dances to the movie chicago um i've so- never been prouder of you <laughs> I'll so, be honest. But seeing Esme's dance was like, oh my God, that's how I actually looked. I that's thought absolutely how you looked. I yes. thought I was being the most graceful, just like ta-ta person in the world, but I actually looked like Esme as a ladybug struggling on the floor. That description is beautiful, but it just like 
it, I felt that in the core. I was like, Esme is me. I am Esme. I'd like to equate my experience. I was, I, I like to dance, but I definitely wanted to sing more. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to equate this to me learning songs, singing them in the shower, thinking I was getting better. And really, I probably sounded like crap. This, this in our understanding of our limits is why we are friends. But also, of course, you are a much better singer than I am dancer. I have seen, I have heard you sing. You are a much better singer than I am dancer. I flail. I am a flailer. I am not a dancer. I mean... I appreciate you saying that my singing voice is okay. I'm going to respectfully disagree. <laughs> Speaking as the daughter of a professional singer. <laughs> We've sung together on countless road trips at Disneyland. Your voice is great. Okay. I can on. hit that high note on Let It Go. Oh my God. That will never Only see occasionally. the light of day. That video does not see the light of day. Never. Um, okay. So, you know, let's, let's get back to the movie. Yep. 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 Um, Miss Bartlett has them running around the track. Now, did you notice Daisy's wearing jean shorts? Jeans are hot. And impossible to run in. Yeah. Not a fit. Look, I, I have never sported a thigh gap. So perhaps if you have a thigh gap and run in jean shorts, it's easier, but as someone with thicker thighs I feel like if I were to run in jeans or jean shorts it would be extremely uncomfortable and it is my thighs would turn red it's it's not comfortable at all even in the most picture your most comfortable pair of jeans still not comfortable I can't picture comfortable jeans at this moment because we are eight months into quarantine and do I fit in my jeans no sweatpants for life oh hell yeah They open up a box of pom-poms. Now, this is my biggest problem with the movie. Are they a dance team or are they a cheerleading squad? Some dance teams use poms. Really? Yes. I have absolute memories of my middle school and high school dance teams. They both had used poms, not consistently like all all of them did, but absolutely my dance teams both use poms. Okay, but try to argue with me that oh, the yeah. outfits they wear no. are 100% yeah. cheerleading outfits. Oh, absolutely. In fact, I wrote, and this is, again, Rachel, you're so ahead. Why are you doing this? Save it. No. Well, because um, we've just seen the pom-poms, so obviously we're thinking about the whole ensembles. Their final cheer- cheerle- nope, their final dance outfits are the Cheerios outfits from Glee. Yes, they are. But also you called them cheerleading outfits, therefore... <laughs> Here we are back Um, at my, this is a cheerleading squad, not a dance squad. Sorry, not sorry. But I have had some wine. So that's not necessarily a me thing. That's a, or it's not a- I'm going to say that it was a Freudian slip. Fair, 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 Um, fair. All right. So we're at the competition Mm -hmm. and the team that goes before Marshall Middle School is Mm -hmm. the Rolling Hills Middle School. They look really good. And our middle school dancers really that good. So our middle school dance team was pretty good, actually. Like I had friends who tried out for middle school dance and did not make the team because they weren't good enough. Sorry, friends. I will not say your names. But 
so like we had middle school dance teams that were just like, no, if you don't make the cut, you don't make the cut. This is not a, we take everybody onto this team sort of thing. So, and I will also say, I did come from a more affluent area where you have the money to actually hire a, a dedicated dance teacher. She was not a teacher at our middle school who also taught dance. She would come in and just teach. And they were actually called our drill team not our dance team, our drill team. Um, but they would, she would just teach that. So I'm not surprised that there are some of these LA schools that absolutely have the resources to make a kick-ass team. Because the thing is, these girls have been dancing since they actually were too. Oh, for sure. And I will note coming from the LA area and knowing the LA area, Rolling Hills is in the Palos Verdes Peninsula, which is one of the most affluent parts of LA. That is a, mm -hmm. I had a roommate in college who was from there. I know that area. Oh yeah. I've had several clients down there from past jobs that I've gone to visit. I'm like, wow, it would be really nice to live here. If only I had money. So a school like that, not surprised whatsoever that that middle school team is that good. I will give you that. Um, okay. So then we're watching the Marshall routine. Wait, 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 wait. What? No, before all of this, before all of this, um, 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 where did I write this down? I have such an amazing thing. Uh, Mrs. Cortez, who is Alyssa's mom is played by Gina Gallego. I'm sorry. Who is Mrs. Hernandez on crazy ex-girlfriend? Yes, she is. And also, the Cortezes, both Mr. and Mrs., are such supportive parents throughout all of this. They're, are they the only parents that came to this performance? This to is their this daughter- performance. Yes, to this but- performance. But this is their daughter's first performance. And, like, they were the only ones who came. They did bring a camera. I'm sure they shared it with the other parents. But, like, that just, like, those parents made me so happy that they were so supportive. I hope they didn't share that video because their routine was terrible. Which brings me to my next point. Mm-hmm. There was a kick line. Rachel note Mm -hmm. more kick lines will come up in this movie oh so the kick line count is at one at this point there are some kick lines in this movie and i'm trying to think look at this point in the movie we think that miss bartlett has graduated from juilliard with a degree in dance she's really gonna put a kick line in these poor little middle schoolers dance routine she's a very problematic person she really is and it makes me One, I mean, it makes me really support like the girls and feel for the girls because they're not at fault. They're in ninth grade. Like they're 14, 15 years old. Like these girls are trusting Miss Bartlett that Miss Bartlett is going to set them up for success. And Miss Bartlett just completely let them crumble and did not give, didn't talk to them whatsoever. And we find out why later. I still don't think it's a very good excuse, but at least we understand her backstory a little bit. Sure. All right, so they've bombed this competition, unsurprisingly. Then Daisy quits. She goes to pick up some stuff from her locker, and we see Miss Bartlett dancing in the school gym. You know, Daisy gets all up in her face. and Which, again, I just, the communication. Really, this should be gotta kick up the communication between everybody in this film for it to just, like, I would feel so much more invested in everybody if we if we just if we just talked like if you want to be the coach and I get it she was really and truly 
thrust into the, this position of being the dance instructor. How long did she actually have to train them and coach them prior to that first performance? That's my actual big, huge question. Oh my God. I same. I have no idea because for again, going back to middle school, high school and band, and even knowing what I know about my friends who did the dance team auditions were in summer, you start practicing at the very end of summer and into the very beginning of school. Mm-hmm. So she picked this up, not even on the first day. Let's, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say she picked this up the first week of school Yep. and then had to do this. So like, she should have told the team like, Hey, we might not have had as much time as everybody else. We're going to learn a lot. We're going to learn a lot today. Like that would have been such a good pep talk of like, I'm going to prepare you. We haven't done what we needed to do and that's okay we will get better. This is just where we start. But you know, like, yes, all I agree with literally everything that you've said. However, then where would be the struggle and the, the climax of this film without all of these, the struggle of communication, the struggle could be America Ferreira's failing grade. Like a a couple people could get failing grades. My goodness. Is that brushed over? We'll come to that later. (laughs) You will. Um, So now Miss Bartlett is ready to teach the girls how to properly dance. And I've got to say her snapping her fingers is quite possibly one of the most elegant things I've ever seen. Oh, it was, it was very good. And how she, which means you could tell, you could tell Susan Egan, you got some skills. You obviously have not, this was not your first time doing this. No, as we know, she has been on Broadway. Yeah. She's used to this. Um, so she starts teaching the girls how to properly dance. And then there's a moment that does not sit right with me. There's all these close-ups of these middle school girls' hips. Yeah. Not a fan. Would not happen in 2020. No. Or at least I hope it wouldn't happen in 2020. No. But it was it was very uncomfortable for me yeah. to watch. Yeah, it was, well, like... They're wearing those like Sophie shorts, Sophie, whatever they're called, which one I live. How many pairs did you have? Right. So many, so many. But the thing is with those, those damn shorts is like, they're short. They're super they're short. short. I, I could they never, ride up. I could never wear them at a school thing. Like maybe in band before school started, like when we practiced in summer, I would wear them, but I'd never be like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Them, I, like I wore them over bathing suits to the beach and the pool. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are not, I don't know. Those are very short shorts. I agree that that was some close. You could have accomplished the same exact thing, just like a couple inches back. Agreed. Um, and then we are expected to believe that they got really good at dancing from the one proper rehearsal she gave them. I, again, I'd love to know the timeline of this movie. Like this is never actually discussed. Like you don't get a, like, like October, November, like you don't get a calendar page floating by three hours later. That was my very terrible SpongeBob impression. I am so sorry. I I got it. But so we don't know how much time is passing through, through any of this. So again, talking back to band, when we had competitions, once they started, they were every single weekend for like, Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, I could go on about what my band experience was like, because we took it incredibly seriously the thing is we won constantly because we had we were we practiced so much but 
that's neither here nor there. So did they learn all of, I'm, I'm sure it's not a week, but that's my only like p- point of reference that I have to like high school and middle school competitions are it's a weekly occurrence. So how much time passed that they learned all of this and got pretty damn good. I honestly don't think it's that long because then again, the next scene is principal Zavala has finally found the uniforms and like really how long could it have taken him to find those uniforms more than a week come on but those (sighs) uniforms as soon as they show them like one of the next scenes is we then get to see a sewing and crafting montage and I was just like yes this is everything this is how I handle everything in my life I just crack out my sewing machine and I'm just gonna make it a lot better um to be honest with you though I don't think that they dress them up nicely. I think no. they, they look worse than they did before. They However, just have, they have a ruffle, which ex- matches the ruffles on their socks. Do you remember the ruffle socks? I do. I actually really like the ruffle socks a lot. Oh yeah. But it, but as a girl, Here's not as thing. a middle schooler. As somebody who has been sewing and crafting for a really long time, I think they did the best that they possibly could do. I do agree. They look, they look worse. They don't look better. But when you're in ninth grade, you're like, oh, I have a sewing machine. I could just, that's my sewing machine sound. I'm sorry. This is my second time I've done it. Um, I can just like, if you guys could see Rachel's hands, it would make sense. (laughs) They are moving from close to her body to far away from her body. I'm pushing the fabric. So yeah, I just, I think when you're in ninth grade, you're like, I could do this. I can add a ruffle. I can spruce this thing up. So honestly, I'm not surprised by their choice. I don't no. think I agree with it. But when you're in ninth grade, I think that's the right sewing choice to make. Especially when you're in ninth grade in 2002. Um, okay. So now we're seeing Miss Bartlett's need for perfection. And the girls are like, let us perform at Hamilton, which side note, Hamilton is a high school here in LA. That's I know, like- I know. My dad went there. I wrote this down. Okay. So here's the thing. Okay. Here's my notes that I wrote and my like thought process that goes through them. <clears throat> Fun fact. My dad went to Hamilton if it's the same one in LA. And then I took a couple and I said, oh my God, sewing montage. And then I circled back with an arrow and I said, nope, they're in middle school. So I guess this is a different Hamilton. I did the exact same thing and then deleted the comment that I wrote saying, if this is the same Hamilton I'm thinking of, and then it was not, but let's pretend for argument's sake, it is the same Hamilton because again, these are ninth grade dance teams. That's true. That's true. Maybe it actually was at Hamilton in which case, fun fact, my dad went to Hamilton in LA. Fun facts. (laughs) Fun facts. Um, Okay. So then we have the whole, all right, Miss Bartlett's not letting us go. Let's do this ourselves. Okay, 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 okay. So, okay. As, as, how somebody, much wine have you had, Rachel? Here's the thing I love rules. I said it earlier. I was very much in high school, a very goody goody, especially in middle school, even more so in middle school than high school. I love to follow the rules. If a teacher tells me to do something, you got it. If a parent tells me, great. So here's the thing. Why this goes back to the lack of communication. Why didn't the girls talk to their parents who then would have talked to Miss Bartlett, who would have told the parents the reason she probably would have been more comfortable talking to them. There's so much lack of communication to then make the decision, the terrible decision to break the rules and have these 16 year olds again, 
at this point now, I hope they're 17, but right. They're probably 16. Have these 16 year old boys drive them. That is again, if I was, if I was the Cortez's, I would have been so mad at my daughter. So playing the devil's advocate here again, I completely agree with you. And also I completely would believe that you were the goody two shoes following all the rules in in high school. But, um, the majority of home lives that we see, well, not majority, but we, we see Esme's home life with her family. They're not supportive of her dance career. So it's, it's conceivable that the other girls would be that way. So that's kind of where I'm coming from is that us coming from a little bit more of an affluent background, of course, we would talk to our parents would be like, our coach is being a jerk and not letting us compete in this competition. Will you talk to her? And then my nice Jewish parents would be like, hell yeah, we'll swoop in and bat for you. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I think taking all of that into consideration, they, not that they didn't have supportive households, but there were other things that took priority and doing all of this isn't the priority, which is, I get, I complete, when you have younger siblings, when your parents are working, I really do respect and understand that. I just still think, I don't know if they'd gone to the principal, if they, they just needed to talk to somebody instead of make this decision of, we're just going to go. We are now at Hamilton and we see their adorable outfits. The, uh, the ribbon in their hair that has been curled. Just run, ran those scissors down that ribbon. Oh yes, <laughs> they did. For those of you that don't know, if you take scissors to ribbon in the right way, it will curl it beautifully. Anyway, so then we finally, I think we're more than halfway into this movie. We oh, yeah. get Si Se Puede. See, okay, so si se puede. I was a Spanish major for a, a bit. Uh, a hot second. A hot really second. hot second. However, they say something a couple times in this movie that's actually wrong. They say si se puede, and they it, they say it. They literally say that means yes, I can. No, it doesn't. It means yes, you, usted. It means yes, you can, which is, it's a fine saying. I love the saying. I think it makes sense. It's just, it's not, yes, I can. That's not, that's not correct. Um, As an English grammar snob, I completely understand your frustration. So I will tell you the background of the phrase, si se puede. Uh, It is the brainchild of civil rights icon, Dolores Huerte, who is best known for founding the United Farm Workers with Cesar Chavez. Hmm. This was the first successful and largest farm workers union and made the Central Valley a symbol for modern organized labor. And it would make sense that a lot of these girls would be familiar with this particular phrase if their families were part of United Farm Workers. Did you watch with subtitles on? No. Because I did. When they're speaking in Spanish, it says literally in the subtitles, speaking Spanish. No, 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 no. Disney Plus, come on, get with the program. That <sighs> may have just been my television, but I I was very upset and also amused. But like, come on, Disney Plus, you can yeah. do better. I mean, I got it for like Halloween Town when we talked about that before. Oh, like, yeah, They didn't absolutely. have the spells. They're just like chanting spell. However, this is... Latinas, this is Spanish. Yes, Latinas this is and Hispanic people are some of the they're the biggest minority in the United States. Like they will soon be 
no longer a minority in the United States, which is fantastic. So get with the program. Ooh, okay, I'm off the soapbox. I'm going to have some wine. <laughs> I was going to ask you to step off your soapbox so we could continue with the discussion. Sorry. All right, so we step off the bus. They're like, shoot, we need our coach to sign in. Oh, yeah, she's just finding parking. What? She, no, 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 no. She went, went to, to the bathroom. And the lady goes, oh, sure. Okay, yeah, whatever. Super flimsy excuse. Going back to the time thing, I'm not sure how much time has elapsed since the competition that happened in the beginning and this competition, but it's literally night and day. Like, oh, it's night and day. They're so on top of it. And I'm just like, so what? much so that Daisy gets an offer from a judge to apply to go to this high school of performing arts. Okay, right. So my issue with that is would the judge come up to the dancer literally right after she came on the stage? Like, don't the judges have to deliberate right after? Yeah, it, it very much seems a little, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Doesn't matter. Kosher. Yeah, yeah. It seems just a little like, oh, I'm going to go around. Like, maybe there's another team that's supposed to be due up, but y'all can wait because I got to go talk to this girl. It just the timing of everything. I don't mind that she actually did it. I think that's like, no, I awesome. don't mind that she did it. I minded that it was literally the second she stepped off the stage, like perhaps after the trophies have been given out, then she can be like, hello, tell me your name. You are a great dancer. All right. So these girls have won third place. All of the parents are upset. I get it. Mm -hmm. Then Daisy shows up at Miss Bartlett's house. So now we're learning about Miss Bartlett's need for perfection. And honestly, this movie proves that literally nobody looks into your college transcripts. Yeah. So if you guys want a little life lesson right now, who cares? Like that's your life lesson. It doesn't matter that much. Who cares? Like she attended Juilliard for two weeks and put it on her resume. I mean, I would too. Oh, a hundred percent. But it had nothing to do with the job she was applying for. And like, does she say where she got her bachelor's degree? I'm assuming she got a bachelor's degree, but who knows? No, but Susan Egan got hers from UCLA. (laughs) Oh, hey. So did my mom. In case you were wondering, I did that research, but, um, No, she didn't say, which again, she's very unqualified to be doing what she's doing. Now, once we learn that she dropped out of Juilliard, she is unqualified across many different levels. She can teach dance. That's fine. But again, transparency, you got to be transparent with your kids and with your parents if you are going to be a coach. And your employer, like I assume, I assume that you need a teaching degree in 2002 to teach at a public high school. You most certainly do. It's biology. Again, it's not, she's not hired to teach dance. She's hired to teach biology. Yep. This is a long rabbit hole that we would fall into. So so I will focus back to actually as an adult hearing Miss Bartlett's story was very compelling and being like, I understand what she went through. I understand being in that position where you've, where you're just like, I was the best and I came to this and now I am one of the worst. I still made it, but I'm going to have to fight and try and do all of this. And so I actually, as an adult was like, I get it, but still talk about it. You got to talk about it. Okay. 
So moving forward, we're now seeing the montage. You know, uh, Miss Bartlett has agreed. Yeah, let's let's do this competition. We got this. Si, se puede. Um, so then we get a nice little montage of dancing and also Miss Bartlett coming into her teaching. And uh, there is a nice little part where she has a survivor-esque challenge and uh this was quite relevant back in 2002 because survivor season one aired in 2000 it was like prime survivor time but that reference i had to think back what is this like i know it's something i I knew immediately no so that's the thing is if you like i didn't i wasn't super into survivor i watched a couple but i wasn't like super into all of the seasons so that's why i was like it's back there but yeah watching it now that is such like that might be one of the most dated references Uh, you know what though survivor is still going strong i don't understand many seasons if not all of the seasons are currently available to watch on hulu so um have i watched a lot of recent seasons yeah Uh uh-oh new quarantine show for rachel in three two one goodbye everybody it's a nightmare so, okay, so they do this montage. And is it at this point after this scene where we have a very in- intense conversation between Daisy and Chewy that just- Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. What? Chewy. Oh, like, he I, sucks. He was, he was awful to her. He was absolutely terrible to her. He's seen her dance. He knows how much that like one, how good she is. I'm sure in that car ride home, she told him, I have this very prestigious offer. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. This could like change my entire life. And she probably even said, which could change our life. Like this could be something for us. And which, like, she's getting a little ahead of herself, but basically he's saying that she's setting herself up for failure and that's not the quality that you want in a partner Mm-mm. like you don't you don't want your partner to tell you oh you're gonna fail i wrote he is a shit boyfriend i i i wrote it a little bit um not as much and where i just said uh chewy doesn't sound super supportive let's talk about that <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. Well, we just did. So let's move on. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So then after this very dramatic conversation she has with Chewie, she goes home and calls Miss Elliot, Linnell Elliot, I believe Mm -hmm. is her name, um, and asks to be sent an application. But she leaves no contact info. She doesn't leave a callback number. She She doesn't leave an address. Can you imagine? So what I did during this scene is I did replay it. And I closed my eyes and just listened to see how would this sound as a voicemail. Spoiler alert. It sounded so uncomfortable because she's like, hi, this is, this is Daisy. And I'm like, oh my God, do you understand that as a voicemail? I would, this is me. I would stop. I'd be like, hi, I don't know this number. I don't know this person. I don't know what's going on. But I think, yeah, she gave no contact information. She's just like, get it to me. Right. If this was me in high school calling a recruiter which I didn't but if it was me and I I do this now like when I I worked in PR and if I had a pitch that I was making over the phone I would write down that script and make sure I hit all the points that I needed to hit yeah playing devil's advocate perhaps since she mentioned the name of the middle school then Miss Elliot could have faxed the application. To I am the making school. a face <laughs> that is just like not buying any. Of no, it. it's terrible. 
Um, okay, so after this awkward situation, we are brought to the moment that you and I have been talking about this entire podcast, Thank which God. is Yolanda is failing math, number one. Number two, they need $1,200 to get to regionals. So they throw a block party. And the way that Yolanda is going to be taken off of quote unquote academic probation is to be in charge of collecting all the money and then counting it. Really? Is it that hard to count money? Yeah. I I kind of think that that actually is a pretty rude extra credit assignment that's been assigned. (laughs) Like that is so completely rude to the character of Yolanda being like, Because I'm sure she's doing high school math, even if she's doing like a remedial math or even if she's doing the most basic math, she's still doing like geometry. She knows how to add. She just doesn't know the quadratic equation like that. Those are two different things. Like, I'm sorry, you're going to make her like what? I don't know. You're going to make her count the money. Yeah. What was that? So insulting. I think in ninth grade, I was in geometry. So that's a very different math than basic arithmetic. But also, I guess, what a softball to get her off academic probation. Maybe we can think of it in that way, but it, it, it sounds so insane. what like she's counting the money and then Miss Bartlett counts to make sure it's the same. Yes. Oi, I that's really all I have to say. But um, I will say yeah. this block party. So as somebody again in band, we did do car washes to raise money like this was not an unheard of thing. I have ninth graders washing cars. I did it plenty. They were nowhere near as fun as that block party looked. That Oh, hell no. That block party looked awesome. Which is why I keep saying that I think their parents are supportive because all of their families came out and were donating, barbecuing, having flowers. They There is so much support of this community to help these girls that I, that's why I just like, I feel like the family has to be supportive or else they would have been like, hell no, I'm not going to help you. But also just going back to it, after that first competition, they sucked. So yeah. now maybe that the family sees that these girls are like more invested in actually doing well and going to this big competition. They're like, oh, like now let's support them. Like this is a real thing. This isn't just a passing ship. I don't know. It was such a turn of the parents to be like those parents like did. That was nowhere near the car wash that I did in like an Albertsons parking lot lot for band. Like it was nowhere near the same. It seemed fun. And then, and then they're still there. They are short a hundred dollars. So what happens then Adina? And then Chewy reappears trying to redeem himself. Do I forgive him? Fuck no, I don't. (laughs) No, but we will take his money, please. We will take his $85 and then plus some tip. I, okay, so I just, you're right. I had no support of Chewy even in this moment. Like, sure, he's doing the decent thing after he did the completely undecent thing the worst thing saying to your partner i don't support you you're gonna fail and then he's like hey you need some cars to wash here's some cars to wash like that what no yeah i was i was shocked by that i appreciate it i truly do respect the gesture because they were short though i'm sure they could have got that money any other way other than chewy doing this they could have extended the block party an hour 
Just saying. Um, I understand they want to bring Chewie back into the good graces of the audience, back into the good graces of Daisy, but I don't approve. Nope. Um, but then, you know, they make the extra hundred bucks and there is a kick line. Which this kick line, Ooh. I feel like Susan Egan did not want to do this kick line because she oh, was- Oh, no, she did not. <laughs> she was like- no i support i support you girls but this is atrocious um please don't make me do this and then they like pulled her into the kick line and she's like oh god i have to do this and it was still atrocious oh yes it was that but i will say i feel like 2002 was kind of peak kick line days with your friends like i have images of me and my friends doing kick lines why i don't know but like that was a thing that happened a lot maybe it's because i had like musical theater and band i think that's why because i don't have (laughs) i don't have memories of doing kick lines with my friends okay so just me just you okay all right so now we are at regionals and i don't know how long has passed over the duration of this movie again give me a calendar give me an october give me a three weeks something something and then uh los alamitos middle school goes Mm -hmm. and they have a kick line so again for those of you keeping track that is three kick lines in this 80 minute movie i that is more kick lines than actually belong in any movie regardless of length of time unless your name is like moulin rouge even then no right Marshall middle school goes up they freaking kill it well well they kill it after a oh couple after people. Daisy flops yeah so here's the thing I I think Miss Bartlett could have done a little bit more for Daisy other than telling her there's a difference between doing your best Ugh. and doing the best um all right so it's over chewy has come to support daisy and says he is going back to school i don't care he's still the worst i don't support them being together and honestly i'm glad at this moment that it's a disney movie so they don't kiss yeah absolutely after we see them not kiss not kiss the movie ends and the screen says they came in second place and they're heading to nationals and that's the end of the movie Si se puede. And why wouldn't they show them winning the the trophy for second place? Um, I, think- I understand not wanting to show them going to nationals. That would be a very long movie. I don't need to see another dance routine to pretty much the same music. You're right. They didn't need a third performance. I don't think they needed the award ceremony because they they never showed the award ceremony at any given point. And I actually, True. I felt more happy reading that and being like the real Marshall middle school got second place. That's what matters. Like these girls in this movie, of course they matter, but they're, I don't care about them. I care about the actual team. I just, I, I genuinely, genuinely was so mad. All I wanted was one thing. And that was a picture of the real team doing, doing, I'm sure that same pose that they took at the very end, they take a picture of the entire group. Everyone's in it. All I wanted, I don't ask for much. All I ever want when there is a true story is give me a picture of the real people that this is inspired by. I 100% agree. And like showing the like comparison between like, oh, this is what this person looks like in real life. And this is what this person looks like. Again, I know that they're not the same people, 
But I just, know, but something would have been nice. Because it was an actual Marshall Middle School dance team, show us. And like, you it don't even have to- Marshall, it was Nimitz Middle School. Oh, right, you said that. Show us the Nimitz Middle School and yeah, like- let maybe us. maybe it was not well-documented. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my guess. But that brings us to the end of Gotta Kick It Up. Rachel, what are your thoughts overall on Gotta Kick It Up? Okay, I, I was very wrong. It is not Latina, bring it on. It's really not. These characters are super complex and I appreciate that. It aggravates me to no end because they made them overly complex for no apparent reason. But I actually really love that Disney made this movie. I think more people should watch it. It should be celebrated more. Like last month was like Latinx Heritage Month why the hell was this not promoted on Disney Plus? Like, why aren't we celebrating this movie more for what it truly is? I would agree. I think it was very enjoyable. Again, I realized I did not remember any of it except for the commercials, yeah. watching Disney Channel growing up and seeing Si Se Puede, Si Se Puede. Uh-huh. I thought it was really fun. And yeah. definitely, you know, in a time like today where there is such a push for diversity and inclusion, I think it should be more promoted among the Disney community and not just seen as that quote unquote Latina bring it on. Exactly. So I am, I'm glad with my choice of this episode. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Great choice. I think this was a fantastic second, second episode that we've recorded. Hooray. Yes, and an excellent wine to go along with it. Like Thank it was, you. it was buzzy. It was fizzy it was fun and it it kicked me up inside i'm very happy guggenheim thank you this was a beautiful wine i'm so glad you made it if you guys have anything to say to us or want to ask us any questions or have some recommendations to make to us we have an email you can email us at disneyrewind at gmail.com which is disney d-i-s-n-e-y rewind r-e-w-i-n-e-d at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, cheers. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Bye. Yay. Hey, I'm very drunk. <laughs>